Welcome, Bird Gang, on today's show. Quick question. Can we petition to not play the AFC West this season? Just based on the talent alone, we may have a new best division in football. First, though, week two of free agency. It's been awfully quiet so far. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 544, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Going for Hopkins, one-handed catch and a touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins! Here's Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. Maybe I'm in the minority here, MJ. I know a lot of Cardinal fans are anxious, perhaps even a little upset regarding the lack of inactivity and free agency, at least when it comes to bringing in new players to fill some, well, some rather large holes on offense and defense. And I get it. But I, for one, appreciate how quiet it was over the weekend because I have spent the majority of Saturday and Sunday watching college basketball, maybe more college basketball than I had all year. For me, there is nothing quite like the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and, you know, you know, I'm not a big fan of those play-in games, but when you get to Thursday and Friday, and then, you know, obviously we've had some upsets, but this team down south, the, the University of Arizona, with a new head coach, and, man, uh, I mean, it wouldn't be a surprise if they're cutting the nets down or at least getting in the Final Four. So it's 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 nice, and then, you know, you look across the valley and the Suns are doing well, so this could be the year for basketball in the state of Arizona. But we hope come September that it is the state for football. And that means, yes, the Cardinals do have work to do. No one is coming to Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, to get our take on the NCAA tournament. But it is <laughs> must-watch, at least for me. So as we sit here on this Monday, March 21st, and we will hear from Colt McCoy a little bit later on, in the day, but so far it has been very, very quiet. And why is there angst amongst the fan base? History, MJ, has shown the Cardinals to be very active the first week of free agency. And so far in the first week of free agency, they have prioritized bringing back their own players. Eight unrestricted free agents are back. Plus, they re-signed restricted free agent Michael Dogby and tendered contracts to exclusive rights free agents Jonathan Ward and Antoine Wesley. So we do need to point out that perhaps two of the three newest additions, at least for me, very important. Nothing against Ezekiel Turner. Glad he's back. But punter Andy Lee, long snapper and Aaron Brewer, laugh all you want, Bird Gang, but I wanted the special teams core, that trio along with Matt Prater, to be back, and they are back. And those are the latest moves with respect to the Arizona Cardinals moving into 2022. Yeah, and we really don't talk about special teams and stuff. Which is good, because if you are talking about it, nine times out of ten, it means something bad happened. Well, if I recall, um, there was at least two games last year the Cardinals lost um, because they didn't have their um, full-time long snapper in Aaron Brewer. And then Andy Lee was out, and so they had a you know a situation when it came to the holder. Um, initially it was Colt McCoy, and then it was um, um, Ryan Winslow. And that was a debacle. And, and I think, you know... Um, when you look at Matt Prater, I mean, I, I think he's going to have a bounce back here just because of the uh, of the dynamics. They, they're all on the same page. And, and I did get a chance to talk to Jeff Rogers last week just quickly 
Um, and he said when you look at Brewer, I think he's going to 11-12 season, you look at Andy Lee, maybe it's 18 or 19, and you look at Prater, he says we have the most experience from that trio. And he's excited about – and I think uh, – I think he said it. I think that he made a comment that when it came to Matt Prater, something about a sixty-yard. He goes, "This guy can he can make sixty-yarders for us." You know, like not obviously you want to score touchdowns, but you know, if if you're at the forty-yard line, you got to make a decision. Who am I going against? Are we able to move the ball as a defense, but on the field? But I'm with you. I mean, hopefully, we don't talk about him. But I, I anticipate Matt Prater's um, field goal percentage will be a lot better this year based on all those guys staying healthy. Well, Prater, 30 of 37, but six of his nine misses overall came in games in which either there was no Aaron Brewer or no Andy Lee. Lee, 18th year in the league, so it was entering year number 19. Aaron Brewer, 10th year in the league, going into year 11. So, look, that is one position group that you don't have to worry about. Long snapper, holder, slash puncher, and your place kicker and kickoff specialist. So what do the Cardinals still need to do? And we'll get to that in a moment. But I mentioned the history, and this is why, and as I said, I get it, Bird Gang. This team right now has been very, very quiet. And you look back, history shows us General Manager Steve Kime very active, very aggressive the first week in free agency. Last year, you look, March 1st, J.J. Watt agreed to terms. And then on March 17th, the official start of free agency. That day, A.J. Green and Matt Prater agreed to terms. Rodney Hudson was acquired. Three days later, Brian Winters was in the fold. 2020, that was the year DeAndre Hopkins reportedly acquired on March 16th. The team confirmed it on the 20th. Then on March 18th, the official start of free agency. And one day later, the team had agreed to terms with Jordan Phillips, Devon Kennard, and Devondre Campbell. Three years ago, 2019, March 13th, the start, the official start of free agency. That day, the team acquired Marcus Gilbert. The next day, Terrell Suggs, Brett Hundley agreed to terms. Two days later, Jordan Hicks, Kevin White, J.R. Sweezy signed. Max Garcia joined the team on the 16th. In other words, we're used to activity early in free agency, and there has been. But it's been familiar faces, not new faces. And we all like, to borrow your phrase, the shiny new toy. And there hasn't been one outside of cornerback Jeff Gladney. And I and I understand. Uh, you know, the thing is, though, um, they're going to let the market set itself. I do anticipate some signings this week. I have no idea what positions. And I think, Craig, when you start mentioning all those names, I mean, obviously the disappointing, uh, the way they ended the season when they went 8-8, eight and eight, uh, clearly, they wanted to add more physicality and leadership, and that was from like guys like J.J. Watt and Rodney Hudson, and then bringing in a veteran receiver um, and A.J. Green. I, they have holes on this team. I mean, you look at the pass rusher; they they have to address the pass rusher. Whether I, I would double up in free agency and the draft, um, they need corners. Even though they did bring in, you know, a young corner that they had a first round grade on, but he's right down, right now he's probably four. Flood the position, bring Alford back. But there are holes on this team, and but I just think the way they look at the roster is they were ten and two at one point, and then they're every guy I talked to says yes, we have to. We did a deep dive. We have to make sure we finish strong. But a lot of it was injuries, and people don't want to talk about it. But hey, like you say, find a way. 
Um, Kyler Murray wasn't as effective as he was. The defense couldn't stop anybody. But there are holes on this football team. But I just know, you know, maybe last year they had more money to spend. And next year the cap's going to go up because a new TV contract kicks in. And, you know, the, to me, if you want to sign a player, there's always a will and a way. Um, you can restructure D.J. Humphrey's contract. I mean, he's in the final year of his contract. Obviously, he's a guy that needs to play better. But uh, I understand the angst, but they have a plan, I can tell you that, and they're not going to overspend. And you and I went through a list last week, about 130, 40 players. There's good players out there, and I think – you know, and, and I was told, I talked to a, another team in, in the AFC over the weekend, and, and they said their phone is ringing, and, and agents are like, well, I, I promised my guy a three-year deal, and can you get us a two-year deal? And they said, well, well call us back next week. So that's what we are, and you're going to see guys start taking one-year deal. And, you know, when you look at James Conner, um, Colt McCoy was in a different situation. Conner bet on himself. And when they talk about opportunity – to me, they, they believe in you. If they give you an opportunity, the team believes in you. I mean, the opportunity is we believe in you now. It's up to you to make this roster. So, yeah, I, I understand. Um, and, I, and I'm really not into big names. You know, you look at Julio Jones last year. He he couldn't stay healthy. You look at Clowney a couple years ago, couldn't stay healthy. They bring in J.J. Watt. He couldn't stay healthy. So I'm looking for guys that can fit the scheme versus names. The names are great. But, again, at the end of the year, how effective was A.J. Green? I mean, how effective was, you know, uh, J.J. Watt? I mean, he missed, what, 10, 10 games? So, And it was a good signing. He was playing well. Obviously, the team was doing much better against the run. But I'm not into names anymore. I'm into guys that could fit the scheme. And I know that they, as a staff, the coaches have told the scouts what they're looking for. And don't forget, at once upon a time, this team was 10-2. and two. And I heard Ron Wolfley bring this up on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station as far as looking at perhaps the Arizona Cardinals in 2021, two different teams. There was the team that went 10-2, and two, and then there's the team that went 1-5, including the loss of the Rams in the wild card. Now, if you're the general manager, you're the front office, you're the scouts, how do you figure out 2021 in totality? Now, by what has happened so far, it would appear – that people believe that the team that is 10-2, those players they brought back. Those players are currently already signed on the roster. That is what this team is looking at, those first 12 games versus the last six. Yet, what do we focus on? It's, well, what is on top of mind? How the year finished, not how the year started. So I get it. But to say this team has done absolutely nothing in free agency, now that's, that's wrong because I do think their top three – or three of their top five moves, if you will, or top three of their top five players. Zach Ertz, James Conner, Colt McCoy. And maybe you want to throw in Max Williams, I'll give you that too. So losing – But Dennis Gardeck, great backup. I and mean, it's, it's, it, fits, it fits a part of the overall defense and special teams. Michael Dogby. I mean, and again, retaining guys like Wesley, which obviously they don't in, – in, in Ward. But uh, – Again, these aren't household names. We know them because they play for the Cardinals, but they fit exactly what the Cardinals are looking for on both sides of the ball. I mean, yes, they – listen, I always say this, and and I do respect the process, but I'm not going to sit here and just bang this drum and go sign someone, prove it, go sign someone. No, make sure he fits what you're looking for, and then you got the draft, and obviously there will be some free agents that will be available after June. So 
Um, again, I say judge the roster in September, maybe judge the roster as we get to training camp because 99% of that roster in training camp is going to be your roster during the season. The problem with that is when you have people like you and I, MJ, and we're speaking daily or somewhat daily or semi-weekly, it's okay, well, what does the roster look like right now? You always tell me the roster doesn't matter right now. It matters in September when the season begins. Yet when we look at this roster – I'll be honest with you. I look at 2022 roster with the players they have right now. This team is not any better. In fact, this team is worse than it was last year. As we speak again, I'm talking March 21st here as far as what this roster is as we speak. Yeah, and if you want to make the case what they've lost, have they been able to replace? I think Connor in, in is, is the guy they wanted to sign, so that's a wash with admins. Um, you know, obviously they allowed uh, Chandler Jones to go out there. They haven't replaced him yet. And then Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, they haven't replaced him. So they've lost. Actually, you know what? I do think they have an answer. With, with Zach Ertz? No, with Rondell Moore. Oh, okay. Because we're – you play Christian Kirk in the slot. He I was had talking his, about – His success was in the slot. Right. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. I'm just saying we got to see it first. But True. They lost three guys that were productive. Very productive. Even though Chandler still, the, the, the hurries, pressures, and knockdowns, and then obviously Connor um, had an edge over, over um, Chase Edmonds because he was, he was more he is, uh, more available and healthy. So, But, yeah, on paper, yeah, they, they definitely um, have to re- replace that production from all three of those guys. And the biggest hole is, you mentioned it, it's Chandler Jones. What does this, to, what does this team do as far as – pressure in the quarterback how do you replace that I'm sorry it's not Devon Kennard it's not Dennis Gardeck it's not Victor Dumukeji and you can't count on it in the draft at pick number 23 no hole as we speak here again on March 21st whether that's edge rusher cornerback or wide receiver can be filled or counted on to be filled in the draft because I'm sorry one you don't know who's going to be available at pick number 23 so you can't fall in love with a particular player or position. And number two, who's to say that player number 23 is going to come in and be ready week one? Because we've seen there have been hits and there have been misses. There are guys that take a little bit longer, and then there are guys that come in and right away, hey, I'm a starter, put me in, I can do everything you need. So That's a fair point, and, and sometimes I think, you know, corner – um, if, if you like, even Marco Wilson was a good example playing against those great top receivers, but he, he kind of hit the wall. Um, <clears throat> to me, there's regardless of what they do in the next couple of weeks. To me, at 23, it's got to be edge rusher, corner, or wide receiver. And you know, the Cardinals have eight picks, and a lot of those picks are on day number three, which you're talking about the, the latter rounds. It wouldn't be a surprise if. You know, you got. Let's say when they're on the, cl- uh, you know, maybe team twenty-one is on the clock, and the Cardinals got four players written down on the, on their board. And when it comes to them, and now three of those players there, it wouldn't surprise me if they trade it down and get an extra third-round pick. Um, but there's supposed to be seven pass rushers, and to me, pass rusher. And I don't have a great example because Calais kind of struggled his first year. What didn't, and he was a second-round pick, and Kemdichi kind of had hit and miss. But I think as a pass rusher, I mean, I, yes, you have to learn your technique, but it's, I think it's just a little bit easier to beat the guy in front and get there. Corner, it's a little bit more sophisticated. Teams are going to target you. Um, so I think there's certain positions. In wide receiver, it, it depends on, you know, you look at Rondell Moore, he played at Purdue. 
Um, he really wasn't productive the last couple of years, so now they're expecting more from him. But I think there are certain positions where you can plug and play. I think inside linebacker is difficult. Um, I think safety could be difficult because you don't know. But I do think a plug and play. But I got to think, regardless of what they do, wide receiver, corner, and edge rusher have to be in that in that mix at, at the first round pick. And then if you also look at what this roster looks projecting moving forward, your offensive line, whether that's right guard or looking ahead next season, because as we've talked about at the offensive line position, the only player, your only starter that signed through 2023 is Rodney Hudson. Humphreys, Pugh, Beecham, they're signed through this season. So you have to also look ahead if you're the general manager at pick number 23. Now, you want that pick – to be productive now versus having to wait. But, again, you have to wait to see how that board shakes out. Yeah, and there, and there is a guard, uh, Kenyon Green from Texas A&M, and he's worthy of taking there now. Um, you know, right now they got 80% of the roster, but you're right. I mean, this this ta- this uh, draft is loaded with tackles, but you do have Beecham under contract for one more year, and you have Hump. You know, I guess uh, we need to find out is, you know, the – million-dollar question is, what do they think of Justin Murray and what do they think of Josh Jones? I mean, I'm not giving up on Josh Jones. It's just, you know, he's got to learn um, better technique and everything else. And, you know, at the end of the day, Kugler's going to play the best five guys. But, yeah, and and some people say you shouldn't take a a guard in the first round. Um, You know, obviously, Quentin Nelson was different, but maybe you can find him in the second or third round. And I think if – now, if the Cardinals are going to go down, I would think they want to stay before 32 because you want to get that fifth-year option. So you go from 23 to 27, you pick up an extra three, and then maybe that's when you take uh, an offensive lineman because you're right. I mean, you got to hope that they retain Hump, um, Beecham, as long as he's playing at a high level, and I think he was their best lineman probably in the second half of the season. I know he was their best lineman in the Cowboys game. He played left tackle, and he did a nice job on Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence, and he graded out very well. So, Yeah, that's the game Humphreys missed because he was on the reserve COVID-19 list. First pick, or the Cardinals have a pick in round one, round two, and round three. They traded their fourth-round pick to the Ravens in order to move up and select Marco Wilson. They traded their fifth-round pick to the Eagles in exchange for Zach Ertz. So a pick in the first, second, and third round, and then not again until the sixth round, two in the sixth and three in the seventh. So there's going to be a long time if they do nothing from the 87th overall selection in round three to pick 215 in round six. That's the gap in which the Cardinals are operating again as we speak here. Yeah, and i got to figure out, Craig, since uh, Jacksonville was so active um, bringing in offensive linemen, I got to think they're going to go with Hutchinson with the first overall pick. I mean, there's not a clear-cut guy, but there's there's talent, you know, seven different um, edge rushers. I can see four to six tackles going off the board. Um, not a whole lot of defensive linemen there. And then a couple quarterbacks are going to go off the board. And then what would we have, eight receivers that ran under 4-4? There was and, a bunch. And th- that you could see three to five there. So um, I don't know about tight end. Uh, it looks like there's a couple safeties that could get drafted, you know, um, to some of these teams that looking for box safety. So I think, you know, there's going to be – there's you know, uh, Jeremiah said somewhere between like what, 25 and 45 is kind of like the same player depending on what you're looking for. I may have the numbers wrong. Teams could have someone that they rank number 23 that you have ranked 45. Wow. 
paraphrasing again, but sure. there is that broad base. And again, depends what you like, depends what you need, depends what scheme you're running, offense and defense. So right. there's there's a bunch of players that are all bunched together, but different set of eyes looks at the position differently. So it's going to be fascinating as we get closer and closer to the end of April, but there is work to be done. And I want to throw out some names to you, MJ, and see if any of these names okay. that you like when it comes to edge rusher, cornerback, and wide receiver. Let's first here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai Proud, partner of the Arizona Cardinals, focus on edge rusher because that is the biggest need. And again, we're talking here on March 21st. So we'll see if how accurate this maintains depending on when you might have to listen to this show. But still available, Jadavian Clowney, Zadaria Smith, Melvin Ingram, Jerry Hughes, Anthony Barr, Justin Houston, Derek Barnett, Arden Key, Lorenzo Carter. Most of those are players in their early 30s. Key is 26, Carter is 26, Clowney 29, but he just seems to have been playing a lot of football that he would be older than that. But those are the quote-unquote name edge rushers out there to where you might be able to sign to a one-year contract or maybe to a two-year contract. I don't think you're going to break the bank with any of those players, with the exception of maybe Zadarius Smith, who did have a deal, backed out of the deal, according to reports, speculation that he saw what Chandler Jones was making and said, you know what, I think I can get more, and backed out of his commitment with the Baltimore Ravens. So, edge rusher, for me, you have to figure that out, and hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Yeah, you know, Clowney, he's been known for a guy that maybe has bone on bone. I'm sure he's had microfracture surgery. I'd have to look it up. I don't know if he's ever had, like, double-digit sacks, like 12 or 15, maybe more, 9, 10, or 11. Um, so Darius Smith is the perfect age, but clearly, you know, he may have to, to take a one-year deal. I'm sure that's not the advice of his agent. Now, there are teams out there that still have $25, 30000000 million, and maybe if they don't get somebody in the draft, then, you know, Derek Bar- Barnett is interested to me. Um, he's in Philadelphia, 26 years old. We talked about Arden Key. He's actually visiting the Lions today. I mean, Justin Houston, I mean, these guys last year, I don't know how much Melvin Ingram made, maybe one year, $5 million, but Justin Houston made $2 million last year. So, again, it, you're looking for a front-line starter, and maybe that comes in the draft, but you need somebody to start opposite of Marcus Golden. So it would be interesting – you know, some of these guys are a little bit older than others, but they, they, they've they been still productive. It's just you're looking for a front-line starter, and they're probably not going to pay for a front-line starter, and that's probably where they're going to address it in the draft. But you have to get some bodies in here. Team had 41 sacks last season, down from the year prior, and that was without Chandler Jones for a chunk of the season, 48 sacks in 2020. And I think Vance Joseph really schemed it up. We know Dennis Gardeck really flashed and came out of nowhere. You can't count on that again. You As good of a coach it as we It was more think, by committee. Yeah. Hassan Reddick, what do you have? He finished with double digits. Didn't he have five sacks in a game? Against the New York Giants. Yeah. And it's just to scheme it up for an entire season, you, you need that alpha male, if you will. You need someone, whether it's until that draft pick is ready or just someone that can go in there and maybe count or bet on himself. Be a James Conner. Come in and get your double-digit sacks, wreck some offenses, and then hit the open market again and really cash in. And that, I think, as you get into the second wave, third wave of free agency, that's what you're hoping. And maybe Cardinals can catch lighting in a bottle. Now, 
I'll go on record again. I don't think it was a smart move for this team to let Chandler Jones walk. And I don't know the ins and outs, don't know what happened behind the scenes, but it is a glaring hole that um, I'm being honest with you, MJ, I'm a little worried going into the season. Now, we're, again, we're talking about March. Got several months to go. No, but you, you've been very consistent with this. It's not like you're pulling out of left field. You, you you laid out the options as free agency was approaching. And, you know, um, push comes to shove. I mean, he did say that he considered coming back here, but obviously he made some comments about, you know, scheme and fit. And, you know, a lot of people wonder why he would always drop back in coverage, but you never know where the blitz were coming from. And you have to cover that area, so I'm not going to second-guess Van Joseph on that. But he, he was more about scheme. But, again, you've been consistent, so it's not like you're just, hey, we should have kept him. You've been saying that for a while. so. And it really has nothing to do with my affinity and close ties <laughs> to Chandler Jones, the fact that we're both Syracuse alums and he's my daughter's favorite player. It's nothing to do with any of that. I'm looking at the production. Now, 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 seasons, now it's really coming out. Six seasons, five of those seasons with double-digit sacks. It's the production that Chandler Jones brought that I don't know how you fill, and that's why. Well, I think it, it, you're not going to fill. You, you're true, gonna you're have right. To, you're going to have to do it by committee. You're going to have to figure and that out means a way. You're, that means instead of paying one guy $17 million, you're going to have to pay you know three guys 15 Now, you hope that the production – um, could equal up to what they did a couple years ago, but it's going to have to be done by committee unless you really get one of these guys that can win one-on-one matchups. Now, if you don't have that alpha male edge rusher, the Cardinals will find someone, but if it's not the Chandler Jones type or you don't get that kind of production to where a quarterback is knocked off their spot, now all of a sudden you're asking that secondary, those cornerbacks, to do a little bit more work. And, yes, I'm intrigued by Jeff Gladney but only intrigued because the metrics, pro football focus, pro football reference, he was not great as a rookie with the Vikings, and he didn't play last year. So cornerback to me is something that they have to address in free agency and and the draft because you at least need three starting cornerbacks. And if you believe that Gladney is among those three, that's fine, but I need to see it. Gladney is more – uh, taking a flyer on. I mean, a former first-round pick. Um, they had a first-round grade on him. He became available. There were a handful of teams, and the Cardinals were very aggressive once uh, they found out that he was uh, not going to be charged. And, again, to me right now, he's the fourth corner. But I'm flooding the position. I'm going to bring Alford back. I'm going to draft one. I'm going to try to get a veteran in here. You know, so uh, – but, uh, again, I like the fact that they took a flyer on a guy that was a former first-round pick. Now, he's going to have to earn it. I mean, I don't even know what the, what the contract is. Actually, the numbers did come out earlier on Monday, and it's $4 million guaranteed over two years. So, I mean, I don't know the specific breakdowns, yeah. but I did see that. So That's fair. I mean, obviously, he, you know, I don't know if he had a – when he got released, did he get any, have to give his, any of his money back, but I'm sure right now he's okay. But, yeah. That's that's fine. He's a young guy. I mean, you, normally when you start signing these guys that are 30 and 31, it's one-year deal. He's he's a young guy. And, you know, they're eventually going to have to worry. Yeah, not worry. I'll look at Byron Murphy. Is, do you want to extend him? Obviously, you know, he got off to a great start, but he kind of tailed off towards the end. Obviously, Marco Wilson's going in his second year. And then, you, you know, you, you, th- you throw in a, a guy like um, a young corner, I mean – to me, he's going to be on the roster. It's a matter of, is he a starter or is he a backup? Now, let's look at those veterans that are available. You bring up Robert Alford. I'd love to see him come back. Whether he does or not, I do think you need a veteran in the room to kind of provide that safety net 
if you will, and maybe if he's really, really good, be that number two or three corner, maybe even a number one to allow Byron Murphy to play a little bit more in the slot. But cornerbacks that are available, Stephon Gilmore, Bryce Callahan, Patrick Peterson, Kevin King, Joe Hayden, A.J. Bouye, guys that are in their upper 20s or early 30s, there's some names on there. I know Stephon Gilmore is getting a lot of attention and maybe will wind up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It seems like everyone's getting, either going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or perhaps going back to the New England Patriots. But cornerback to me, this team does need to add a veteran in the room. And right now, they don't have that veteran. Yeah, Gilmore was also negotiating with the Raiders. They do have you know, a lot of money um, just based on getting rid of some guys and obviously a new regime's come in and kind of cleaned house a little bit with the new GM and the head coach. So Gilmer, he's looking for, you know, starter money, and he's only 31 years old and went healthy. He's a very productive player. I mean, you'd love to get him. Um, you know, obviously last year the Cardinals did have interest, but they weren't going to pick up that salary and he eventually went to Carolina. I like Bryce Callahan. Um, you know, I don't know what happened in, in, in Denver. I liked him when he was uh, with the Bears. He's 30. Uh, we know what Patrick Peterson's about. Kevin King's 27. Uh, Joe Hayden, he, it looks like the Steelers are moving on from him. He's 33. Um, he's kind of that veteran guy. And then A.J. Bouga, um, 30. I, I like, I like a, you know, I think Gilmore's going to be pricey, but Callahan, King, Hayden, and, and A.J., I'm – I'm interested in those guys. To me, it fills a need, and you got some veteran experience. And again, we're speaking here on March 21st as far as players that are still available as we speak and record here on Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. The other need for me is a number two wide receiver, that playmaker opposite a DeAndre Hopkins, someone that in the events, hopefully it doesn't happen, Hop goes down. Who do you have at wide receiver? Not I'm not talking a tight end position. I'm just looking at a wide receiver, a pass catching tight or pass catching wide receiver on the outside. Some names: Jarvis Landry, Will Fuller, Julio Jones, Marquez Valdez Scanling, Jamison Crowder, Emmanuel Sanders, Sammy Watkins. Those are all names out there. Some a little bit smaller than others. I want that big receiver like the AJ Green who came in six four and was that had the ability to high point the football. So I do think a number two wide receiver, again, not answered in the draft because you can't count on that, but answered in free agency, whether that's this week, next week, or sometime ahead of when the draft begins at the end of April. Yeah, Landry, was he, last week he was scheduled to visit the Falcons, and, and I think Will Fuller, uh, because of his relationship with Deshaun Watson, uh, he could end up in Cleveland. He's 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 a he's a tall receiver that can take the top off the defense. I mean, six foot one, twenty eight years old. He did have a PDE suspension, um, but he hasn't been able to play a full season. Julio Jones, I mean, the guy's on one leg in my opinion. Marquez Valdez Scantling, I think because of losing Devontae Adams, he's probably going to go back to Green Bay now. He wants seven to ten a year. I'd pay for it. He's a perfect age. I love his size, six four. Uh, Jamison Crowder. You know, 29. I don't. I don't know if he he'd be an upgrade. Um, but again, you do. You're looking for a tall, physical receiver. Emmanuel Sanders is up there in age, and Sammy Watkins. Um, yeah, he, he's he obviously has talent, but I don't know if he's more of a slot guy or just line him up on the outside. I think you're, they're going to try to accomplish that with Rondell Moore. But I I do like a six foot three, six foot four receiver opposite of Hopkins. And I guess last year the guy was AJ Green. And I don't think. You know, this is 
you do have Antoine Wesley on the roster who's 6'4", but I don't think that's the answer. You can't have Rondell Moore in the slots or split Zach Ertz out or Ertz in the slot and split Rondell Moore out and then use some combination of those three players to fill the slot plus your outside receiver. I think that's that's too much moving around. Um, I, I, I need to see something else. Again, if, if you believe that this team is the 10-2 and two team, then you need to find your A.J. Green. Yes, and to me, once you're able to get a veteran number two, if that's the case, then all of a sudden Rondell Moore goes to three, okay? And then you can figure out, okay, Wesley's more of a four or a five, and then you can try to draft one where he doesn't have to play right away, but he's active on game day, maybe he's a special teams player, maybe you can get a guy that can return, you know, um, I I would assume Rondell Moore is still going to have the role of kick returner, punt returner, even though I think Eno can do it as a kick returner, if Rondo Moore is getting playing 65% of the snaps of the game or 80%. So if you get a number two, then everyone goes down a peg, and you're building depth at that roster. And a couple of names that have been taken off the board, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who is now with the Kansas City Chiefs, and then the big one, I kind of would, I'll be honest, I kind of went into a little bit of a depression when the Rams went out and signed Allen Robinson, and for a short period of time, the Rams had Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, and Cooper Cup. And I'm sitting there going, you got to play these team, well, that team twice with those four wide receivers. Now, news over the weekend, Woods has been traded to the Titans. So For a six-round pick. And I, I think I a lot of it had to do with how much money contract. he was owed, not the injury, because I think he is expected yeah. to be healthy by the start of training camp. But that they were not, based off what I was reading over the weekend, and Jordan Rodriguez, who covers the Rams for the Athletic, did a great job, that they were not going to pay three wide receivers upwards of $10 million apiece. That just was not financially responsible. And I'm assuming they did not want to trade him in the division, let alone the conference. True. And, and obviously the, the Titans are moving on from Julio, and, um, you know, they have a good offense there. Tannehill will get the ball to him. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, and Jordan, she does a great job when it comes to the Rams. But yeah. Um, and it sounds like they still have money for Beckham. He is another name that's out there. I don't know how healthy. I mean, you're talking about tearing your ACL mid-February. That's when the Super Bowl was. And how quickly is this going to be a mid-season pickup? Maybe just like, late October, early November. Well, I mean, it's almost like you got a guy that's um, IR, uh, he's rehabbing, and it's like you can make a trade in December, which you can't. But that's what they did last year with with Von Miller and him. So yeah, I would think he'll try to get back before the season's over. And then all of a sudden, you get this 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 guy that fits in the offense like a glove. And, you know, <clears throat> takes pressure off of everyone else. So, yeah, but he, I agree with you. He's, he's probably going to be the more of the second half of the season, if not the final month. And Beckham was going to be one of those players that I think would have seen a lot of interest this offseason. One more large payday, if healthy. I know the Rams really wanted him back, but when you suffer an injury like that, now it's an unknown. And the Rams are one of those teams that can afford an unknown when it comes to, hey, let's project because you do have Cup, Jefferson, and now Allen Robinson as a wide receiver. So, again, things tend to move quickly, and uh, we'll see if things move quickly this week, specifically for the Arizona Cardinals. But the last point I want to make here on Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, is what is going on in the – 
what do you want to call it? If it's the NFC West and the AFC West, you're the, the, your, your sister division oh, in Craig, the other conference? I, I was thinking about this over the weekend. You remember the, when the year the Cardinals played the NFC East? Yeah. You remember who the quarterbacks were? Uh, not, not off the Daniel top of my head, Jones, but it Colt wasn't McCoy. impressive. Yeah, I remember Colt McCoy. That's right. That wasn't that long ago. Was it Andy Dalton we played against? Because Dak, yeah, was, Dak was gone. Yeah. Now, this is, again, I have to preface this by saying we're talking here March 21st. But I am. We play the AFC West this year. Little tongue-in-cheek, a little serious. <laughs> but of all seasons to play the AFC West, we pick 2022. <laughs> Which, again, on paper, just might have surpassed, supplanted the NFC West as the best division in football, if for no other reason than talent at quarterback, wide receiver, and edge rusher. Well, initially when Russell Wilson um, was traded there, we're like, okay, let's maybe we'll tip the cap to them and say they got the best quarterbacks division-wise. You know, Derek Carr doesn't get the credit. He's a good quarterback. Justin Herbert, Pat Mahomes. And now you got, and then all of a sudden they go out and get corners and pass rushers, and now you're like, okay, that is the best division in football because I think Seattle's, depending on what they do in the quarterback position, you know, obviously they're Pete Carroll's seventy years old. They're not going to re um, rebuild. They're going to try to retool. But I I think we got to give them the um, the cachet at least going to see. now, Craig. We know this. The NFL is a week to week proposition. Yes, it is. Okay, and which. It's all going to come down to which quarterback plays the best on that day, regardless of who, you know, because I know that they're going to get a ton of primetime games. I get it. You have storylines going. You know, they're playing the Seahawks and everything. But they're going to beat each other up too. That is true because, you know, as much as we talk about, and I'll get into the names, but as much as we talk about the AFC West and the potential of every team in that division making the postseason just on talent alone – but if you beat each other up, you know, 10 and 7, 11 and 6, you know, what happens in the other divisions? But Cardinals will host the Chiefs and the Chargers. They will play at the Broncos and the Raiders. The Chiefs we know about, but then they go out and make the move for Juju Smith Schuster. So you got Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Smith Schuster, plus Chris Jones and Frank, Frank Clark as far as edge rushers. So that. We knew that. That that's not well. New. They just basically they added Juju because they let go of Sammy Watkins. Now the Chargers, who I think have had a tremendous offseason so far. Justin Herbert again, quarterback on his rookie contract. You re-sign Mike Williams. You got Keenan Allen, and then you go out and acquire Khalil Mack. You already had Joey Bosa. And oh, don't forget J.C. Jackson. Their big free agent splash. The Chargers. I really like what they did. And they got a really good running back in Eckler. So they seem to have all the pieces to kind of say, all right, Chiefs, don't forget about us. Then the Broncos making the big move, acquiring Russell Wilson to pair with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. And then they added Randy Gregory to pair with Branley Chubb. So you sense a pattern here, MJ? Quality quarterback, at least two pass catchers and two pass rushers. Now the Raiders, the quote-unquote forgotten team until recently, Derek Carr, who I don't think gets enough credit, and to be honest, out of those four quarterbacks, maybe number four, but it's kind of a tight race. Well, you got Darren Waller, who I think is very good, Hunter Renfro, who is a very good possession receiver, and then you go out and acquire Devontae Adams, 
which came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, and you signed Chandler Jones to pair with Max Crosby. I don't know who's going to win this division, how quickly all of these pieces can mesh, but that is going to be a division that is fun to watch. And again, unfortunate that the Cardinals play the AFC West here of this upcoming season. Now I'm depressed. Exactly. That's what I was talking about on Friday. I mean, we, we can talk about quarterback versus quarterback, and obviously Cobbler's going to have to continue to make strides. But, you, I mean, these teams have two pass rushers and two corners. We're now seeing teams, you know, that they always needed a left tackle. Well, now you need a right tackle as well. Right tackle might just be as important as left tackle. Well, because and teams run the ball more to the right side too because they don't feel like that that same guy has the same feet, you know, when it comes to rushing the passer. But, yeah, uh, the good news is they don't play this Sunday. That's true. Although it is fun, it's – and I heard – Paul Calvisi bring this up. I think it was on Cardinals Underground that the AFC West needed its own network, <laughs> its own channel, just to whether it's within the division or teams that they'll play during the course of the season. Because I, you think we'll, we'll get a, uh, a primetime game against the Chargers or Chiefs or maybe the don't, don't the Patriots come here too? Patriots come here. I could see maybe you know the Patrick Mahomes, Cliff Kingsbury connection, Kyler Murray. Maybe the Chiefs are a primetime game. I mean. Either one of those matchups, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. And then and then the two, as you pointed, AFC games are on the road, Vegas and then Denver. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's not going to be a lot of fun. But no, uh, we, we talk about – We didn't even talk about the Bucks. Yeah. Tom Brady is back in Tampa Bay. <laughs> that game's got a lot more interesting now. The it's, Bruce Arians, I know he's been gone, and but it's not. We forgot about Brady of all the teams. <laughs> now – you do have a great nugget on, on, on our show prep here, though. So, you, when you look at the AFC quarterbacks compared to the NFC quarterbacks, that's where I'm encouraged. Now, I think when you look at it on paper, Rodgers, Brady, and then next tier. Yes. Stafford's right there, though, okay? And then Dak Prescott and Kyla Murray. And then maybe Kirk Cousins and, you know, some of these other guys. So that's where I like. Where in the AFC, boy, you're talking about, what, Less than 26 or 27 years old? 11 of the 16 AFC starting quarterbacks are 26 or younger. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Davis Mills, Patrick Mahomes, Tua Tungavaloa, Deshaun Watson, Zach Wilson, Mitchell Trubisky is 27. Baker Mayfield, depending on what happens with him, he turns 27 in April. The old guys in that conference, Derek Carr is 30, Russell Wilson 33, and Ryan Tannehill, he's grandfather. He's the grandpa. He's 33, will be 34 when the season begins. That's your AFC starting quarterback. This is fascinating because all those years you had Manning, Brady, Roethlisberger, and then Joe Flacco. I mean, are any of these guys going to win two Super Bowls? Because, I mean – Joe Burrow, I mean, it's going to be difficult to get back there, okay? And they really went out and dressed the offensive line. He won't take as many hits. I mean, they have a really talented roster. Obviously, they have a franchise quarterback. But, hey, if Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson, uh, and then you throw in Josh Allen, I mean, Buffalo's not messing around. They're going all in, too. I mean, they, they, they've been there. They've gotten to the championship game. And I don't know who wrote this, but I thought it was interesting. He said – if you were a general manager or an owner when you're watching that AFC championship game, 
between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, and you looked at your roster and you go, that's why I think somebody mentioned that's why you're seeing this quarterback carousel because if you don't have one, you have no chance. And it's fruitless to be patient and wait because as we talk about the Cardinals' inactivity and free agency, people are impatient. What have you done for me lately? I want it done yesterday, not today, not tomorrow. I want to know about it now. Don't tell me to wait. And when it comes to the quarterback position, it's the bulk of the talent is in that other conference. And when you look at the NFC, yeah, Kyler Murray's top five. You'd be hard-pressed to say Kyler Murray's top ten in the AFC. Yeah, and and, and again, I shouldn't say this, but Brady's not going to play forever. <laughs> and Rodgers, I don't see him playing to 45. Now, he's obviously making $50 million a year and all that other stuff, but I think he's more wants to win championships, and that's why he came back and stayed in Green Bay. But the NFC now, again, I think the team to beat is the Rams, though. They're the world champion. Until they get knocked off, yep. they're the and, team and, to and beat. Stafford, yeah, I just right now the Rams are the team to beat, and, and they're in the Cardinals division, and we know the Cardinals went went to L.A. and beat them, and then in the last two games they were kind of the, the nail, and, and the Rams were the hammer. Well, Stafford's not going anywhere. News over the weekend, he signed a contract extension, four years, $160 million. We'll see what that now does to the quarterback market, but $40 million seems to be – the benchmark, if you will, when it comes to starting quarterbacks in the National Football League. But now but Stafford is, you know, he's he's not young. But when you're a talented quarterback and you play very well, you can play into your late 30s, early 40s. Well, he, he, he took him 13 years to win a playoff game. Now he's got four playoff wins and he's got a Super Bowl. So that's that's how it works. I mean, he's earned it. Oh, there's no question. I mean, he has answered every single question that people had about him and even questions that we had when we were talking about the Rams three different times We were times waiting last for the season. shooter drop. Let's we were, be honest. We were waiting for that turnover, that interception. He'd, he'd give you. He'd, he'd yeah. throw you a couple. Like Garoppolo. And it just it did not happen once the playoffs began. So, look, it's well-deserved. Congratulations to him. And when you win, you get rewarded. And the Rams rewarded Matthew Stafford now within the division, and it doesn't make you feel good here as a Cardinals fan. But Well, the good news is um, Russell Wilson's out of the division. Who knows what they're going to do? I mean, do they go after – sounds like Baker Mayfield prefers the Colts, but do the Colts prefer him? And all of a sudden now Matt Ryan. He's now all of a sudden you hear his name. And the amount of and quarterback movement that we – was or was forecasted last off season. We're here. We're we're now seeing it this off season. Well, and, and you know, the Browns bring in Deshaun Watson for an, an interview, and Baker Mayfield wants he has his goodbye letter, and then he, next thing you know, they're saying we're not trading him. And then out of left field, everyone thought he was going to Atlanta, including myself. And and yeah, so I got to think Seattle ha- is going to ha- go after one of these quarterbacks, and I hope it's not Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah, don't. But and, and then Trey Lance. I mean, are they? I mean, they're going to bring in a veteran guy? Are they ready to turn the keys over to Trey Lance? I hope so. Send Matt Ryan to the AFC. Just just put all the Which talent team? in the AFC. Because right the Colts, now, right? just anyone. Just, <laughs> no, but just you just anyone. went through the list. No, I know. but just, well, you know, Double up if you want to. <laughs> Don't forget, Cardinals had the Falcons on the schedule. So right now they do have 
a date with Matt Ryan. We'll see what happens. And, again, things tend to happen quickly. And hopefully, MJ, the next time we discuss things, the Cardinals have actually done something because it is eerily quiet. Where's Jimmy G going to go? Is yeah, he, they going to keep him? Yeah, I don't know. You think Pittsburgh's got buyer's remorse on Mitch Trubisky? No. I don't know buyer's remorse. I think, remorse, I think they're going to draft a quarterback, whether I do it's think, Kenny yeah. Pickett or the Malik um, – Malik Willis. Willis, thank you. And now all of a sudden you'll start hearing more about the quarterback position as you get closer to the draft because pro days are happening. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, another look at these quarterbacks and who's rising and who's falling. (laughs) You know, there wasn't going to be a single quarterback selected in the top 20, and now there might be three in the top 15. So it, it, it always changes. Yeah. And unfortunate, though, we had an injury in Michigan. Yeah. It's... It's the first time that I've actually seen it happen during a pro day, and you feel for this young man because it's a player that the Cardinals had been uh, mocked with David Ajobu, the edge rusher out of Michigan. So we'll have to kind of he wait lost. and see what happens. But he tore his uh, Achilles, correct? Yeah. He and lost a lot of money. So now, if you're a team that's solid at that position, you just you just redshirt him. But he's, he's still going to get drafted, but he – Unfortunately, he lost a lot of money. It might not be a day one time he hears his name, but a day two selection for him. But Again, wish him you're, the best. you're not drafting him for one year. You're True. drafting him for four or five, so maybe you want that option. But, man, I hate to see that. And, again, these pro days are normally orchestrated. He was doing going through a drill. It's just it's just a bad, bad injury, and unfortunately. But he'll recover from it. He should have a long career. He's a really good player, so. More draft talk as we continue to work our way just over a month away now from the 2022 NFL Draft. And on that note, we will put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Special thanks, as always, to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.